It is not that individual priests are not loved, respected, and trusted by people, and I certainly feel a tremendous amount of love and respect and support from this community, but it's about the profession as a whole, especially in the post-child abuse crisis church, the credibility of the Catholic hierarchy has taken a big hit. And I'm sure the issue is more complex, but perhaps there is some link between the credibility of the hierarchy and the shortage of priests. So writing a homily this weekend was very difficult. I mean, what does a priest do with scripture reading about priests who have failed to live up to their calling? Both Malachi and Jesus addressed the abuses committed by the priests and religious leaders of their time. So in my three points today, I would like to understand Malachi and Jesus' critique of the religious leaders and then reflect on Jesus' teachings on Christian leadership. So first I want to talk about the clerical fallings failings, the clerical failings of those at the time of Malachi and at the time of Jesus. The first reading taken from the book of Malachi, by the way, Malachi is not a proper name. Rather, Malachi merely means my messenger. The author of the book is anonymous, and that points to the problem. It would have been dangerous and risky to openly prophesy against the religious leaders of the time. Now, the book of Malachi was written after the people returned from the Babylonian exile. As you know, the Babylonian exile was interpreted by the prophets to, be have, to have been caused by the infidelity of the rulers, both the political leaders and the religious leaders towards the covenant. Some 70 years later, after the people had returned from the Babylonian exile, the priests were once again turning complacent and corrupt. And the primary problem was this that the priests were dishonoring God by offering blemished sacrifices. In other words, they were offering sacrifices to God of animals that were not useful for them. Generally, the invitation is to bring unblemished sacrifices to the Lord, but the priests were bringing blemished sacrifices. The problem went deeper. Their heart was not in the priesthood. They seemed tired of religion, and the rituals seemed to have lost their meaning for them. Moreover, instead of being committed to righteousness, the priest used violence to oppress the poor. Hence, the author's fear of openly prophesying against the priest, because if they did, they probably would have to face the consequences. In the Gospel reading, Jesus continues the critique of the religious leaders of the time. 
Unlike Malachi, Jesus openly expressed his criticism. The main issues were that religious leaders did not practice what they preached, that all their works were performed to be seen by others. They loved places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. And as you know, Jesus paid the price for his criticism of the religious leaders. So what about today? The priesthood and religious leaders continue to have issues because, after all, they are human persons. In a letter to the priests of the Diocese of Rome, written on the 5th of August, 2023, just a few months back, Pope Francis lays out two issues against which today's priest must be on guard. The first, spiritual worldliness, and second, clericalism. What is spiritual worldliness? Pope Francis says, Spiritual worldliness leads priests to be traders of the spirit, men clothed in sacred forms that in reality continue to think and act according to the fashions of the world. According to him, through vainglory and narcissism, by doctrinal intransigence and liturgical aestheticism, they hide behind the appearance of piety and even love for the church, but in reality seek not the Lord's glory, but human glory and personal well-being. So that's what Pope Francis called spiritual worldliness, that we use our love for God in the church, say, for example, to, to, to exercise power in a way that would not be possible otherwise. The second issue is clericalism. Pope Francis takes this head on, and recently he's spoken much about clericalism. He says, one can assume a clerical spirit in carrying out ministries and charisms, living one's own calling in an elitist way, wrapped up in one's own group and erecting walls around the outside, developing progressive bonds with regard to roles in the community, cultivating arrogant and boastful attitudes towards others. And very recently, when the synod was happening, Pope Francis said, when clerics overstep their roles and mistreat the people of God, they disfigure the face of the church with macho and dictatorial attitudes. As a priest and a cleric, it is obviously hard to hear these words. And I'm sure there are times in my 29 years as a priest that I too have failed Christ, the church, and God's people. I acknowledge my failings, and I say I'm sorry. But beyond the failings of the clerics, there is also the call to conversion. Both Malachi and Jesus not only point out the problems, but also call us to conversion. Malachi would say, have we not all the one Father? 
Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another, violating the covenant of the fathers? Jesus has quite another solution to offer. He says, the greatest among you must be your servant. Paul, in today's second reading, uses an imagery that can be very helpful for clerics. Using his own approach to the ministry, Paul says, We are gentle among you, as nursing mothers caring for our children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly had you become to us. So he talks about a more gentle, caring, maternal attitude that he developed in his relationship with the people of God, and he's inviting us to do the same. So whereas the focus of today's scripture is the clerics, and I get it, I hear it very loud and clear, perhaps each one of us can evaluate our attitudes towards power, parenting, teaching, leading, and working. I guess we can all ask the question, do we practice what we preach to our friends and co-workers? Do we live in our own lives what we teach our children? Do we lay burdens on others that we find it difficult to carry ourselves? Do we look for praise and feel deflated when we are not complimented? Surely there is room for conversion for the religious leaders of our times, but perhaps there is room for conversion for all of us. And finally, the role, or I'm calling the antidote to spiritual worldliness and clericalism. I want to begin my third point again with the words of Pope Francis to the priests of his diocese. He says, in all this, in our frailties and inadequacies, as well as in today's crisis of faith, let us not be discouraged. Pope Francis is right. Our past failings should not discourage us. Rather, having learned from it, we must become better leaders, better parents, better teachers, better professionals. Pope Francis suggests how we can do that. He says, it is not a matter of bringing back good observance or reforming external ceremonies, but rather of returning to the sources of the gospel, of discovering fresh energies to overcome habits, of injecting a new spirit into the old ecclesial institutions. I certainly like the phrase, Return to the sources of the gospel. And this is my own standard for guarding against spiritual worldliness and clericalism. At least this way I know when I fail the standard to which I have to rise. Folks, Jesus' teaching is very simple. The greatest among you must be your servant. The difference is, that Jesus did not merely teach this, but he practiced it in his life. 
The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus on the cross is the model not only for priests, clerics, and the hierarchy, but for all of us. Jesus on the cross is the model for all of us. We are all called to serve each other, and humility is the key. Humility is the key to Christ-like servanthood. May this Eucharist, in which we receive Christ, help us to imitate the humility and the servanthood of Christ. People of God said,